Another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host and very good friend is Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Married at First Sight UK Season 8, Episodes 30 through through to... 30 through? 33 through to 36, Chris. Now, Chris, where would you like to start today? Well, Dave, I think we should just go couple by couple, if we don't mind, where we end up. A uh, little bit of what happened this week. Because we only had two episodes, really. Then we had the reunion sort of thing, dinner and all that stuff. Um, Arthur and Laura, Dave. So uh, <laughs> as a couple, as a couple, I think Laura basically, uh, what, what, what's the saying? She pulled victory from the jaws of deep. No, she pulled... Snatched nope. victory from the jaws. Uh, jaws of defeat no, is the original one, but she snatched original, defeat yeah. from the jaws of victory. Jaws of victory, yeah. Basically, it. she, yeah, that's the one. Fucking hell, Chris, you, you're such a dick. Um, but no, I, I think for me, I, I'd warmed to her. I said it last episode. I warmed to her all the way through. I thought she dropped the act, that that whole uh, morag thing of you know, it's not what I ordered from fucking Amazon. Arthur. I didn't get why Arthur just was so submissive and so like he backed down completely, didn't he? He knew his faults. He was telling a few white lies. He, she sort of cottoned on to that, but then for him, that was his thing. Then to everything that went wrong in the relationship, he just got she just went at him as stupid friends who were absolutely awful. I don't think it was the right decision, but ultimately, I didn't like what she did to him. I thought her dialogue was terrible, and she just left like how she started, really being very arrogant, up her own ass. And I'm like, well, you need somebody who will just give you pampier and you don't have to work and you can have this social life in Chelsea. And Arthur's not the one. I think it was the right decision, but I thought she was absolutely awful the way she, she left and the way she spoke to him. And what did you think, Chris, when she said, he just dulls my sparkle? I know. What bullshit is that, Dave? And she's looking at the group. <laughs> uh, do you not agree? She said that last week. I'm like, oh, fuck off. They, they met you. He said this last week. They met you at the fucking hen night. They've never seen you before. You're going to be on your best behaviour. What? How are these people going to judge you more than your friends? What a load of shit, Dave. Uh-huh. She's been reading too many fucking uh, things online about what to say, Dave. Oh, absolute nonsense. I just felt bad for Arthur. I'm not saying he's blameless, but she was horrible towards the end there. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think... Yeah. I, I think the story that she's trying to sell in her own performance is, you know, this strong, independent woman, and she's done all she can to kind of make it work, you know. And uh, the fact she's got more Instagram followers now is merely a byproduct. She was really in there looking for love. But, you know, the, standing back from it, the way I look at it, when she was coming in for, for a fair set of criticism from the group, Arthur was always there defending her. Yeah, and, and he was unshakable, and he was defending her. And then uh, the minute it kind of switches a little bit, mainly from her friends, but I don't think other people are particularly, you know, backing Arthur either. She's like, "Oh yeah, he is a bit of a twat, isn't he?" <laughs> you know, <so> it's <laughs> like, and oh, I've just put so much effort into that uh, and into this marriage. It's like, really. Have you really put that much effort in? I, I, I don't know if you have. And I, I just think 
She didn't like him from the start. He wasn't going to be a good fit. She wanted to be on the TV show and stay there as long as she could. I mean, he is a bit of a specimen as well. So, you know, that, that's that got its uh, uh, positive aspects as well. I, I just think she she just was never particularly into him. He, Arthur never had a chance for me. No, I, I'm with you, Dave, for the minute. I mean, look, they, they showed the videos back. I do fucking love that. I love you bit. I mean, that was typical. <laughs> yeah. That's like someone when you see when they're on telly and they've never done an auto cue. I'm not saying I've ever done an auto cue. And you, they read like pass over to whoever, or they, they, he, he's literally just got this dialogue. He's, his nerves have kicked in saying, I love you. And he, the whole room was pissing themselves laughing, Dave. It's still an absolute classic line in maths. But yeah, <laughs> he just, he was never going, he's never going to give her the lifestyle that she wants. You know, she liked when she was having the tennis lessons with him. So he's fit, you know, and he is, he's got a great body on him. I, I don't think he's the most. Uh, he's got the greatest personality in the world, Dave, but I think his heart yeah. was in the right place. I do, honestly. I don't think there was any malice to him as a person. I actually don't think he was on it for the clicks as much as she was. I think she was she was without doubt, this was another device, and she's not the only one by far, far from it. I'm not just singling Laura out, but but Arthur seemed to have his heart in the right place, and I, I don't know. It was the right decision, but it was just a shitty way to end it, I think. I think he deserved better than that. I mean, I think they ultimately went the way we thought it'd go, though, didn't they? Yeah. You know, I mean, Arthur yeah. wanted to stay. She wanted to leave because he, he dulled her sparkle or whatever. Uh, but what what do you think, Chris, about the his wardrobe choice for the final dinner party? <laughs> <laughs> Respect, though, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Has it, it been on Vinnie or something? Turns <laughs> up in the old wife Peter top. I'm like... Is it? Is he trying to audition for the Backstreet Boys or something? Like everyone else, like all the girls have got their posh frocks on and stuff, and the guys are in the suits and whatever. He just rocks up in his wife beater top. <laughs> We've just covered on the VHS, haven't we, Scarface? You look like he come off the set of that, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> but you forgot his shirt. I don't know. You know it's usually a vest under a shirt, yeah. isn't it? You know. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. Maybe he just thought, "Fuck it, Laura. I don't really care." You know, maybe just he'd have enough. Did, did you not think, though, she was really put out by that? You know, he should have made an effort for her. That's the way yeah. she, she came across to me. And it's like, I, I, I guess if I think about it now, I'm like, yeah, well played, Arthur. Well played. <laughs> You're turning up like you don't <laughs> give a fuck. It's, it's true, though, isn't it? It's, it's, what could she do, Dave? What, you know what annoys me? And I'm going to say this from the fucking get-go. I'm, I'm like a broken record. The fucking experts have got to be able to see the context of how they've got to this situation in the relationship. I know the producers might give them a little bit of a fucking script and say, this is what's happened or this is what we're showing on, on you know, to, to the audience. But it's bullshit because the, the, they are all Team Laura and it's wrong. You know, they just see it as like a guy who's clumsily ruined the relationship with his inappropriate jokes, with the way he deals with things. He's socially awkward. Some of that is correct, but they haven't got the context that the way Laura's been a massive fucking bellend as well, you know, and, and being enabled by a bunch of friends who were just the mean girls, basically, including Laura. So it pissed me off because this has happened through every single couple we're probably going to talk about. Them absolute no-mark judges of, or experts. Fucking rubbish. <laughs> the garbage. Absolute shit. They're, they're more of a personality. They're, sorry, sorry to cut across you. They're more, of, they're more fake now than the fucking contestants. Yeah, I, I think there is a bit of that. And I know 
they, they come out, don't they, and say, oh, we don't see everything. But, I mean, they are the producers, aren't they? I, I think Paul is definitely yeah. one of the producers. So yeah. are you I- telling me that you've got these groups of, like, uh, you know, individual, like lower level producers, if you like, who follow around a couple with the camera crew and your your sound man and whatever sound person. Uh, you know, they're they're going to be following around. Do, do they not speak to the producers? You know, do you not yeah. have a little meeting at the end of the week? So, how you know, can you report on each couple, please? You know take you what an hour to get around every couple right the these are some of the major highlights it doesn't have to be the final edited version you know that would obviously take time for an editor to go through and piece together and get all of the same music chris it drives me a bit nuts actually now on maths it's the same beats in the music because in the speech you have to have a low moment and the music goes oh it's all very sad it's all going wrong and then they say but then we worked on it. And the music's like, I know. Yeah. 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 You know what? I'm so glad. I forgot about that. I'm so glad because there's a few who do it in this episode, be like, all oh, these two are foots. And then it's like, but we had a chat. And it's like, yeah. oh, yeah. It's bullshit. <laughs> But yeah, so I, I can't believe that they don't have any idea what's gone on with the couples, you know, and and the yeah. the individual crews that follow around the the couples feedback to the mothership and say this is what's happening. It's not as if they just you know drop a whole bunch of footage on the editor's feet, you know, right at the end of uh, all the shooting, and then just say, right, can you edit that? See what you make of it. They have to be yeah. feeding back constantly. So I, honestly, I think it's bullshit. I think it's just a cop out that they don't see everything, or, or not not yeah. that they don't see everything, but not that they don't really have any idea what doesn't go on outside of a dinner party. Yeah, and and, and you know what, Dave? I think I'm going to rank the actual experts. I'm going to say that Charlene is the one who doesn't annoy me the more. I think some of the stuff she brings is fine. I think she just goes along. I think Paul's in the middle, but my one who's annoyed me the most is Mel this series. No matter what's happened, she's just there going, oh, that's, that's fucking great, Dad, mate. Yeah, yeah, great, yeah. These people are bellends, Mel, and she's just so, oh, she just, it's so fake now, the way she, she reacts to things, Dave. And I always thought, I was always team Mel, you know, like, I know John's the legend in the Aussie one, but she was always the voice of reason. And I think this series she, because of this, like you just said, you're completely right the way you've just phrased it. They've got to have said to her, this is the story. Because they've got to tell a story towards the audience, aren't they? What's going on? Arthur's yeah. been a bellend. We've got our friends in. This is what we're going to run with, Mel and Paul and that. So this is why Laura's going to come in and I'd phrase these questions about what's happened because then she'll give you some answers because this is what we've already filmed. As long as it's filmed in sequence, that's what us as the audience are hoping it is. But she just fucking goes along with it every single time. All the people with bad behavior and being dicks, she's just like, oh, it's great, Dad. Yeah, have you learned from it? But then other people, she's like, oh, that's disgusting, goes at them. And I'm just like, there's no consistency with her delivery or anything, Dave. And, uh, yeah, it, it, I just felt – and I did feel in the, in the actual last episode, she tried to upstage every single person, Dave. I mean – I thought right said Fred and fuck he made a comeback, Dave. I'm not being I'm not being funny. So, um, I said Fred. <laughs> I said Fred. 
It's an old one, Dave. Oh, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I'm too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy for my shirt. So sexy. Like a tray of eggs. Uh, Yeah. But I'd lost the mite Adele today, I'm telling you. But it's, while we're on the the experts, though, the, there was one moment that stood out for me, and we'll we, we'll get on to uh, the couple like Jordan and Erica. But it, when he's on the sofa, and you know they they're pressing him about this events that I'm sure we'll come up to, but Paul is literally on the edge of his seat. Now you're they're on the the sort of seats and opposite the the couch or the sofa, if you like. And so I just thought, okay, it kind of looks a bit weird on camera because Paul was right on the edge of his seat, pointing right at, at Jordan and going, he hasn't apologized. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you were in the room, how weird would that look? It's like a bit fucking rude. You're, you're always taught, aren't you, from a very early age, you know, it's rude to point. And he was literally on the edge of his seat, pointing right in his face. He hasn't apologized. All right, give us a fucking chance. I'm still talking. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I think the the experts, it's just a, a farce, really, isn't it? It, just, it is nonsense. And you, you do notice that it's almost as if the people that they like, they give a much easier time to. And then, you yeah. know, people who, who they don't particularly like, you know, get the, the real rough treatment. And it's not even at all. Yeah, yeah, and, I, I, I honestly agree. Yeah, and, and the other thing is, like, some of the parents. I mean, I guess, let's come come back to the parents at, at the end. I guess when we know where they all are now, but some of them, it's so obvious that they're not, you know, actually matched. Whereas even within that small little group of wannabes, you can see there are better matches there. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. you know, the idea that they're actually experts is, is a bit of nonsense as well. Well, you say that, Dave, but there's asking more people together than fucking split up, which is unbelievable for one of these shows. Uh, I what agree. The original couples, though. <laughs> <laughs> as in the way, yeah, well, no, I mean, well, yeah, no, I mean, as in for us playing out the series, you know, the ones who said I do and all that sort of thing. I was very surprised. Are are you behind? Right. Let's come back to that. Let's put a pin in that and come back to it because like Peggy and George, right? Bullshit. The fact that they're together is such bullshit. I I just, yeah, I'm not having it at all. Well, Dave, she's been absolutely offended by George getting fucking baguettes fucking sent to him and doing squats in his fucking G-string and all that. Peggy's appearing in an adult's pantomime, Dave, where I'm pretty sure there's going to be some innuendo there. And, right. And let, let, so let's let's stick on them then. Right. Chris, they haven't yet fucked. What is going on there? She was asked yeah. at the dinner party, you know, have you guys done it yet? No, no, we haven't. What? How fucking long is this show? <laughs> you know, George's like fucking Buster Gonad or something. What, what's going on there? They, this has got to be a convenience thing. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I, and, I, and I think the platform George has got, she's looked at that. He's looked at her thinking we can do something together. 
Uh, they've done a few articles, Dave, I've noticed, since the show finished. So, um, Shocker. Yeah. I know. I don't believe any of it. I don't believe any of it because it's the biggest turnaround more than any of the other couples. Considering how how much she loves her parents and she still lives with him and all that other nonsense, that weird shit going on. There's no way she would have gone against the parents. This is purely, as you've just said, a convenience. This is a Love Island special. We remain friends, you know. But unfortunately, we've had to split up. We're going to get that in the next couple of months. There is no way these two are going to be forever partners forever. Not a fucking chance. No. And like the act that George is putting on, oh, I'm infatuated with her. Oh, you know, so besotted. But why? I mean, it's just pretty horrible to you constantly. Yeah. <laughs> is it a Stockholm Syndrome thing or what? But, you know, they, you can see it with other people, can't you? When they're, they're kind of, they give off that energy and you can see, oh, yeah, you know, he's caught in a, a vortex or whatever. I just think it's such utter nonsense. And, yeah, I, I just think that are they are they saving it for actual marriage? I, I don't know. It's just very odd. But then the whole fucking adults pantomime. The fuck is that all about? I know it's fucking bullshit. It, it's just hypocritical, you know, completely to what. That, well, it's hypocritical to the story that we're being told on the show, Dave, aren't we? Yeah. She might not even been asked, and they've just gone. Well, we need a we need a bit of drama between you, so let's do this squatting angle. <laughs> Fuck yeah. me, squatting. <laughs> it's not like he's been caught with his pants behind that. He's fucking. He's undies <laughs> down by his ankles. Fucking shagging somebody he shouldn't, Dave. Is it? Fuck me. He's, he's doing squats. I mean, come on. Even the most <laughs> level-headed person <laughs> fucking hell you know it's not like he's got you know if he was on screen shagging a baguette or something you know with the sending or they were doing something fucking then fine she can do it or he's on only fans with his fucking his bits hanging out dave or whatever i don't know whatever <laughs> ever tickles you fancy and he's doing that and he's exposing himself to earn money in that like a sort of porn star thing fine she can be completely um you know, not at ease with that. She can be completely right in a, in a delivery, but doing squats and he's earning a bit of cash. Come on. Mm. Fucking unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's, it's nonsense, isn't it? It, it? Just, if it was, like you say, if it was something even implied sexual, you know, you yes. see why she might be a bit kind of upset by that. But I, you know, ignore the fact that this is all stuff before they've got together. But, you know, you could see why she might have a bit of a problem with that. But like you say, it's fucking squatting while he's playing on his games. <laughs> At least he's keeping fit. You know what I mean? <laughs> keeping fit, earning a few quid. I, yeah, it, it's just very, very strange. So, yeah, this time... I don't know. It depends if they've got the panto thing lined up. I mean, convenient timing, isn't it? It's November now when the series finishes. They'll have already had to have been signed up, you know. So so whether they're together or not, they have to play up that they're together. So I just think in years gone by, you know, you'd say, oh, they, they won't make it to the airport. Whereas because they know they can you know, for the few months after the show's finished, while you're still in the public consciousness and people still care, then you can you can make a few quid out of it, can't you? You can get on the celebrity yeah. circuit and then that might lead on to going on to other shows or something, probably fucking Love Island Australia or something. I, you can see the, the three months, I would say, is the kind of median now. 
in terms of how long they, they'd stay together, even if there's nothing there. So, yeah, I, I don't give them much further past. Well, let's, I'd say to the next March. Yeah. I, fucking old Dave. I think Christmas, I mean, I mean, we did do that one where they had the Christmas reunion, didn't they, the other year? I don't think we're getting that. They've, they've definitely not said that. But I think that was last year, wasn't it? Yeah, That's yeah. It worked and out it, with the timing. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, Thomas and that one. It all came back together and had lovely jumpers on. Not everyone was there, yeah, though, yeah. were they? So, so anyway, it was so filmed in like brilliant. September or something. <laughs> yeah, it was a fucking Primark uh, Christmas jumper on. Yeah. Uh, Erica and Jordan, Dave. So they said, yes, they'll stay together. They committed. I think that's a mistake. I think uh, Erica is just in it for the fame. I think Jordan. Is a bit immature at times, but he does seem to be the one, as you said, that everyone wants to have a go at. And Luke was putting the fucking boot in as well, Dave. Good old Luke, his great friend, the one who, who apologised to him. Yeah, the the one, uh, we'll come back to Luke because, yeah, definitely bell end of the season, uh, in my opinion. Yeah. Jordan and Erica, I'm sure I said a few weeks ago, you know, when they're arguing, I don't get it. I don't understand a lot of the time what they're arguing about. And I think, I think I've figured out why. It's because they say words to each other in a particular tone, but the words don't actually matter what they're saying because they're not listening to each other. There was, there was one moment. So it all centers around this night out, this lad's night out. And apparently, you know, Luke's there with his big shit stirring spoon trying to, you know, basically get his own back isn't he because he perceives that jordan was the one person who you know fucked up his relationship with jay utterly bizarre but anyway that's that's kind of what he thinks so and he's got receipts hasn't he? he's got this picture and you know he saw that you know they'd kissed whereas there were other people there i think was it thomas who said no no they they didn't kiss and so it, it seems like you know this girl's got quite friendly with jordan and, you know, the story goes that she tried to kiss him and then he's pushed her off. Now, I, I, that, that's the story. And, and not a lot of what the other people who were there were saying really contradicted that. And there was a moment when they're arguing, Jordan and Erica, and he says, look, I'm sorry, I should have told you. And then Erica just goes, just own your shit. <laughs> like he's literally said i'm sorry i should have told you how is that not owning your shit and and yeah. that was the penny dropping moment for me where it's like oh you're just you're just not listening to each other and it, it doesn't actually matter and i i don't know the the thing where i'd say i don't think jordan is is gets off completely scot-free because you would say well i don't know it, is he going to go back? They're not living together. So it's not like, you know, it all happens on a night out. You know, this girl's got a bit flirty with him. He's probably got a bit flirty back. And then, you know, nothing's ultimately happened. And then Jordan and Erica probably see themselves a, a couple of weeks after or whatever, excited to see each other. What's he going to do? He said, look, stop. I just remembered right, the one thing that happened a few weeks ago that I need to tell you about, you know, in his mind, he's probably not even thinking about it, is, is my reading of the situation. So, I don't know. It, it's one of those, he could have told her 
like more of the details and and where I think he's probably has fucked up. I I think at one point, I think she said that when the rumors started to come out, I think Jordan had said, I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. That's probably where, you know, you can poke holes in his story and say, well, you know, even as soon as you heard about these rumors, you say, oh, I, I know what this will be. You know, this this girl was, you know, coming on to me, and but nothing happened. She tried to kiss me, I pushed her off. She'd have blown up at that point, I'm pretty sure, but, you know, it, it would have been dealt with then. But allowing it to blatantly denying that, you know, anything, you know, and then walking into the dinner party where it's all going off and that obviously the picture is doing the rounds, isn't it? It's probably where, you know, he's, he's fucked up a bit. I don't know. What what do you think, Chris? I, I think there was something to it. I do. I think he was lying. I think there was a lot more because, and it might be just the way he deals with things, you know, like, because I do think this, you know, um, he, he looks like he doesn't deal with, he's socially awkward and he, he doesn't deal with things uh, correctly. And, and he does come out with things. But I think so, there was something there has happened more than what he said. However, one, he should have told, he shouldn't have lied, but they're not, ideal together anyway and erica loves an audience she this was like this is she's just one of them people you give her that little bit of fucking rope and she will pull on it completely and that was it then i'm not saying she she didn't have cause to question him in that because it did seem a bit sketchy however it's just like oh you know just you two shouldn't be together it's an absolute joke but ultimately they said yeah again. And I think it's convenience. I think you'll see Jordan and Erica on various show, different reality shows after this day. Yeah. X on the beach, you'll see him doing all sorts of shit. I mean, I want to, in fact, I'll, I'll leave it till we talk about that. Actually. <laughs> but, but I genuinely, with them two, it's just, they're not right for each other. And I'll be fucking amazed. Like you said, March, I would say Christmas for these two. I just cannot see that they're going to stay together, if they are even together. Because I've got a Where Are You Now article, which I've not read, so... Let's see. <laughs> Do you not feel, though, that Jordan and Erica are kind of a more diluted version? In fact, but not much more diluted than Brad and Shona. Yeah. You know, slightly yeah, yeah. different personalities, you know, maybe a bit more extreme on the Brad and Shona bit, but, you know, just utterly toxic couple who, you know, are physically very infatuated with each other, definitely fancy each other, and there's there's chemistry there, but it's like, come on, <laughs> you shouldn't be together. Just give it up. Yeah, I think so. That's a, that's a great actual callback, to be honest, Dave. Uh, no, no good on that, Dave. So uh, what about, Dave? This is a shock. We were shocked by this last week, and I know that you actually rang me off the podcast really upset that you couldn't believe this couple went together, but Ella and JJ, I hope you got <laughs> over that <laughs> revelation. <laughs> if there was ever a couple who are on it for reality TV and, and what it brings. These make it so obvious, don't they? The producers have made it so obvious. The whole comeback angle, which we talked about, they did it in the Aussie one, didn't they? I mean, a lot of the stuff they've done this series, it's just gone off last series in the UK, but mainly the Aussie one. The whole cheated angle, you know, they get a redemption arc. It's like, it's bullshit. It's utter bullshit. You know, Bianca's the only one really who scorned the fan. wasn't even there. Uh, and look, they remain friends, Dave, which basically means they might drop a WhatsApp to each other every now and again, but well, they'll never be together, these two. Yeah, I, I don't think so. And I think, oh, where do you start with these two? I mean, how much of it was produced? You know, how much was it 
engineered to tell a particular story. I, I'm not sure, but you know, they both said no, didn't they, at the commitment uh, or the final vows, rather. And yeah, I just, I, I think it was obvious to me when JJ was going on about when she drinks and then she gets quite abusive. You know, I, yeah. I think you're like, yeah, there's, there's no way. Um, but you know, and, and in the when speaking to the experts, she was saying about you know JJ's the first person who's ever looked at me for just me. Um, you know, I kind of buy the line, but I'm like. I don't know. Is that right? Because you, you know, Nathaniel. I don't know. Obviously, it didn't go the right way there. But you know, she's talked about other boyfriends before and stuff. And I, I, I don't know. It seemed like a stretch. I'm, I'm not sure. I bought that. I think, I think that sounded too much like a, like an empowerment line designed, you know, for the for the story that they were telling there. But yeah, no, no shock really with them too. No, and, and you, uh, the one thing I will say, Dave, just to, to for Ella and the way this show and these these uh, reality TV shows awareness and that Ella needs support, Dave, after this show, and I hope that if there's some sort of issue with the drinking, it may be a nerves thing. She may feel herself when she's had you know a bit of a drink, and and you know what this can bring this sort of show. You end up going to all these like different things, especially as it's finished. You know, like movie premieres, different things, people telling you how wonderful you are, all this promise of money and that. I think with what Ella's gone through in her life, there needs to be a proper support system for not just her, but the other contestants. But I can see with Ella, she struggles with her mental health, Dave. So I think that that, that is a, that is definitely a contestant. They need to have a long-term plan to sort of support her with, I think, after this. And that's, I don't, that's just my opinion. I just, I'm not saying she's unique in that, but I, you can see the way like she changed the hair to brown, trying to the acceptance, mm. obviously, uh, you know, she's transgender, the whole acceptance, JJ, everything, you know, you could see it was a real struggle for her, even if she didn't deal with it in the correct way. And I wasn't particularly a fan at times, but I, yeah, I really felt at the end, because the way these experts, the producers, they're just like, yeah, well, whatever. Oh, you're on that series. Yeah, I remember you now. And they never probably speak to him again, do they? You know, so I think there has to be a support network for her. Yeah, I think so. And it's, it's quite hard for us to say, isn't it? Because we'll never have that kind of perspective and 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 i i found one of the most interesting things that was said in in the series that or season rather was when nathaniel said you know ella's just like in terms of maturity she's just discovering being a woman in fairly recent times you know and and whereas he said i'm sure he said he was 36 or something like that so they're they're at different points in their life Whereas Ella has spent most of her adult life transitioning, yeah. you know, and, and it, it must be a grueling thing that we'll never really understand. And I just think that, okay, so now, you know, she, she's almost like, you know, like an 18 year old girl or something who, who's just started to go out to the clubs and experiencing like life, you know, it, it just seems like, because she is a bit older, like we assume that she's a bit more mature than she really is. And so yeah, I think her set of challenges will be fairly unique. So I agree. I, I think she definitely needs that support. No, 100%. So what about Tasha and Paul, Dave? Uh, Tasha, the live wire, she, you know, 
She admits it. She's quick off the draw to sort of go in on people and uh, defend herself. And then you've got Paul, who seems to be dead chilled out. There was a couple of things I, I said to the reps. I didn't like the way Paul called her like a little girl or whatever he was trying to say, trying to be a bit, like, a bit funny with his friend. But I, I, these are still, you know, they said yes. And I didn't think they were going to say anything other than that. But I, I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe it'll work, Dave. Maybe these two, because I... Quoting myself, I'm quoting myself now the first couple of episodes. They felt like a normal couple at first, didn't they? They were sort of like taking the mick. There was a little bit of needle, like I mean, winding each other up. But ultimately, when they came together as a couple and there was that common ground. But then Tasha was very childish throughout the series. So I don't necessarily think a lot of what she did wrong was at Paul, even though there was a couple of flashpoints. The, the whole thing with his mum, I think, is going to be an issue more than mm. Tasha, I think. I think his mum expects him to marry some fucking queen or princess from somewhere you know and all this i just don't understand what the standards with her mum. i think she's going to be the one that maybe puts a wedge in between the relationship but they do look happy when they're together when they're when they come in they always look happy it just seems that tasha wants to get involved in various arguments i.e like with erica and that which happened in the past yeah i i can't i earlier in the season I was really rooting for this couple, and I agree. Completely normal couple, but there were just some things that where I'm just like, oh no, this 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 eventually will go the wrong way. Now this one might take years to go the wrong way, but until she works on herself and that fucking temper, <laughs> I I just feel like she's going to be the dominant personality in that relationship, and. Paul will eventually have enough of it. I, I just feel like that that's what will happen. But, you know, Paul, expert Paul's like holding him up like they're they're this great example. He loves you loves young dream. He was saying to one of the other couples about uh, distance. I think it might have been Luke, you know, distance being an excuse and points at Paul and he's like, you know, this guy would climb over broken glass, you know, to to get there. And I'm like, wouldn't really though, would he? <laughs> I mean, broken glass, <laughs> you get a few feet and it'd be like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> but yeah. um, I, I don't know. I mean, out of these couples, I, I guess you'd say they've, they've got as much chance as anyone. But um, yeah, I, I, just, I just can't see those flare-ups not becoming a problem as time goes on. No, and look, Dave, we all improve as people as well, don't we? So there, there is a chance that she may grow up, but it might be too... It might not be this relationship, you know, and she might realize that you, you, you can't always sort of go into battle with people because sometimes people don't listen, do they, as well? We know, you know what it's like as you get older. I remember being told stuff when I was in my early 20s and you do, even your teens, you think you know everything. I don't know about you, Dave, but as I've got to like late 30s, 40s, still make stupid mistakes. I'm still that impulsive bell end. But there's plenty of times where I'm just like, I just want an easy life. And when I got, told, got given advice by people when they're trying to help, it's only years later you go, they're fucking right. Do you know what I mean? Like I can see it in my, I've got younger brothers and sisters and that, and, mm. and you can see it with them. They, they can, and some of them listen to the podcast, so uh, they'll probably want to slap me on the head, but not just my brothers and sisters. Other people I know who are young and they get involved into conflicts or want to get involved in these different things. And we all can get sucked in. I'm not perfect. I do it myself at times. Things can just piss you off and you're like, no, I'm not having that. And then you get the million WhatsApp or text messages going backwards and forwards. But I think when you see something playing out that you think, just don't get involved. Just don't get involved. Just leave it. Or be the bigger person. Just don't react. That, that can make it even worse for that person who wants that conflict. So I'm hoping 
for them, if it's genuine that, that they stay together, I'm with you. I just cannot see it having any longevity, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, Next one. Ros and Thomas, Dave, who I've got to say, Thomas looking like he's uh, auditioning for the fucking action movie, Dave, because he come in shape, that lad. How long is it between the final uh, final vows and the reunion? Uh, six weeks. Six, six weeks, I think weeks. I saw. Right. Done well. Uh, Done well. Yes. Yes. There's some taking his vitamins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looked good though. Been on he holiday, did look good, well. to be fair. But yeah, um, definite transformation there. Definite out to prove a point, I would say. But you know what? This is the couple I'm most gutted about, and and you can see. Yeah. You know, I've said before about it. It's brutal. She didn't have to put it the way she put it about, you know, wanting kids, but not with Thomas. I, I thought that was completely unnecessary, but I think it was more of a balls up rather than outright trying to be nasty. Um, yeah, and, and you can still see she's really still quite upset about it. Thomas, you can see he's upset about it as well, but, you know, he, he's still wanting to be there. He wants to have Roz in her life. You know, I... Oh, I don't. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I. I, I kind of feel like because you, you can see deep down, he's probably thinking, oh, "She just needs a bit of time." You know, I just need yeah. to be here. Yeah. I'm just going to sit here in the friend zone for a bit, and then when she's got enough time, you know, then then I'll spr- uh, then I'll pounce. <laughs> probably pounce yeah. isn't the best word, but um, you know, I I just think he probably has to move on because really, he's not. I, I just. It's admirable, but I just think it's too hard to do what he's saying he's trying to do there, to be there as her friend when he's got the feelings for her as well. Yeah, it never works, Dave, does it? If he'd never revealed his secrets and it was more like a friend thing, fair enough, and he hopes, but this is a unique situation being on a show like this as well, isn't it? So, yeah, I don't think... And I'm with you, it was a shock. They were the ones I thought were going to do it. I honestly did. You know, I really, really was hoping that there'd be something there. They both seem like nice people. I think Roz just dealt with it in the wrong way, the way he like, said she didn't want kids with him and all that. There's no coming back from that, is there? Let's be honest. There's yeah. no coming back from that at all. So, yeah, you know, good luck to them both. But I think it was the right decision in the end, mainly because of, of what happened with Roz at the end. Um so one of the other couples, Dave, I want to sort of chew in two couples. So good old control freak Brad and Shona, Dave, they got a little <laughs> bit of airtime. Mr. I've done nothing wrong. He's fucking, you know, well, yeah. You know, he's still in his head sort of thinks that he's okay. And I did like, I didn't understand with some of the couples, Dave, that they didn't really feature him. They were sort of stood at the back, weren't they? They asked yeah, him a few yeah. questions. But the reason I'm saying Brad and Shona, I want to piggyback off the back of that, Adrian and Matt, because they said yes together. Um, and I might save that for where are we now, actually, Dave? Let, let's save it for where are <laughs> yeah, we now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah let's do that because you'll be ruining the end bit. But, but yeah, I think Brad and Shona, forget about it, absolute bellends. Um, do, do you not feel, though, that, that you're still in prime gaslighting mode? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm glad they called out the the love bombing. Well, again, they they never spell it out too much, you know. So Mel talked. Actually, it was Shona, wasn't it? And she's probably been told this by other people, you know, about what love love bombing is. But it's generally part of coercive control. And so Mel says, "Yeah, that's exactly what it is." And 
The, the thing that I still maintain Brad would make a great cult leader. Yeah. <laughs> because what he does, if basically, if you if you met him in the street, you'd be like, Brad, you're a fucking bellend. And he'd go, I'd agree with you. Yep, no, it's a good point. <laughs> the, when the experts are having a go, and I credit where it's due, right? Expert Paul, he said to him something like, I think you overestimate your emotional intelligence. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Um, and he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, I've got things to work on and this, that, and the other. He always agrees with the things that he's got to work on, but comes across like he's got all the answers. And it's a weird sort of combination, like I say, that, that puts you in that cult leader status for me. So, yeah, I think that it's good to see that Shona's kind of recognized some of those red flags. And, uh, yeah. you know, probably learn. Oh, I, I'm not sure how much she'll have learned from it. I think she's got probably still got those tendencies to fall, fall head over heels within the first couple of days. But, you know, I, I just thought it was interesting with Brad. But he did get sofa time, didn't he? Whereas, like you say, for some of the other couples, it's like, yeah, don't get up. How'd it go? Yeah, not bad. All right, cheers. Next. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Mark and Sean just got like a little yeah. bit of a chat at the back, didn't they? And they were yeah. quite a prominent. Uh, they were obviously intruder couple, but they were quite a prominent storyline, weren't they, for the middle section of this series? And it was just sort of like, have you found peace? You know, um, Sean apologised to Mark, did he? And, and that was it. It was just like, That's, see you later, lads. We'll see you at the wrap-up party <laughs> off camera. Um, very, very bizarre. Um, but yeah, sorry. So I, I did say about Adrian and Matt, they obviously say yes together. I mean, Dave, he's got all the muscles and everything, but he hasn't really got much of a personality. But I also think with Adrian, I'm not really a big fan. I don't, I don't, I, I don't know what she wants. And I think sometimes her delivery was almost like, yeah, you're reality TV. You, you, that's all you're here for. I, I don't, I don't know. They just seem like a really weird match. Initially, I was all in on them, but as it's gone on, there's just nothing between them. Quite a boring couple, really. Yeah. And I think, I think that's it. Those, <sighs> For for a lot of people who come on the show, right, it, it, they can hide quite well the fact that they just want to be on the show. <laughs> yeah. I think Adrian was all out of kind of excuses and stuff, and that's why she didn't really have any good answers as to why they split up. Chris, it was obvious from fairly early on, I thought, that even though they were physically attracted to each other, he was a boring fucker. <laughs> and yeah. yeah. The, it seemed to change, and I'm still perplexed about it now. I can see the scene in my mind's eye where they were doing this eating challenge thing. And she's basically, for a week or two, she's been saying about, oh, his energy, you know, his energy's off or whatever. She's basically not not wanting to say that he's just fucking boring, you know. And, and yeah. he's, what does he say? He got stuck in a loop, didn't he? He was talking about her being... Not outgoing, but it was it was something else. It, basically, he was saying she was a bit too much. <laughs> I can't remember yeah. what it was now. But it seemed to change when they had this eating competition. And she and like basically they were both struggling with the food, and he was like, Oh, I couldn't eat another bite. And she's like, Oh, you're so funny. And he's like, Oh, you know, oh, I can't eat enough. Oh, I've had enough, you know, oh my stomach. It's like, oh, you're so funny. And I'm like, is that it? Is that is that comedy? Is that humour? Like, oh, I'm so full. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> she was laughing away. Oh, don't make me laugh! Don't make me laugh! I'm like, 
but that's that's such a weird thing to like suddenly think oh maybe he has got a, a sense of humor because all he said is he's full and so it, it did seem to change with that but then i i just yeah i think it, it got to the point where she decided you know we're gonna stick on this or i'm gonna not and that she stuck around with it for a bit I'm a bit surprised that they said yes at the end but fucking hell what a turn you know, what an absolute yeah. turn at the dinner party because he'd had enough, hadn't he? And, you know, it, it obviously got past the show and then that's it. She's not sort of interested, but had no answers for him. And so, yeah, he, he was just quite, he was quite nasty, I thought, at the last dinner party. Yeah, I thought he was. Yeah, I thought he was quite scathing. It was a different side to him that we'd not seen in the filming. But the, I did stumble, I was about before, I stumbled across, I don't know how, he came up on my t- TikTok uh, timeline, Dave, it's better than the normal TikTok tennis that we play on, um, <laughs> send to each other. Um, but he, he came up at doing a live stream. So he was talking and someone asked him, Dave, I literally watched it for a couple of minutes and I was like, oh, I'm out. And he's there like in his bedroom and someone, he's chatting, someone says, what do you do? I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. And he went, of course I would. And I'm like, oh, fuck <laughs> off. Nobody <laughs> even knows who you are, Matt. You're not going to have any career outside of this fucking show. What are you talking about? I, oh, yeah. Let's get Matt from Maths on I'm a Celeb. Yeah, definitely a household name, Dave. It's just like, <laughs> come on. Doesn't oh, that kind of, it shows the window into these people's minds, doesn't it? You know, oh, yeah, I'm a fucking celebrity now. And, and you know, on some objective measure, they are. You know, Z-list celebrity is still a celebrity, isn't it? So, you know, that's that's kind of where he's probably aiming next yeah yeah i think so dave i think and we'll talk about that actually in a bit there is a little bit of a follow-up on that so uh portia and terence dave you know they'd gone a long time ago there's no reconciliation portia uh, was talking you know when the experts were asking her it, it, we, we've discussed that at length and it's not just the dismissing it's just there was nothing there was there from the minute they left the show quite early on it, it was no. over and there's been nothing else so uh fair fucks to them both yeah, and I, I, I'm sorry, but I just couldn't muster up any sympathy as well. And she's saying, oh, you know, I've seen all these other couples and whatever. And I'm thinking, well, maybe don't be such a massive bellend and look for some fucking sugar daddy who's going to, like, you know, shower you with fucking diamonds or whatever it was. You remember, like, right early on, yeah, yeah. she just wanted to be that pampered princess, didn't she? So, you know, just, yeah, whatever. I agree. I agree. And the last one, Dave, and you alluded to it before, the bell end of the series. And what a turnaround from Chris Phelps' great prediction of he seems like a nice guy. Uh, Luke, absolute see you next Tuesday, this fucking prick. He's not a good guy. And I think poor Jay just got the rough end of the stick of just somebody again, just doing it for the fame. And, and he, he, he would suit being on Tower. He's probably mates with all them dicks off Tower, all the guys off Tower. So, it just, I mean, I'll be honest, Dave, very brave wearing that white outfit on the, uh, on the, to think of them jeans. Not sure about them jeans, David. I will admit that. I'm not saying I I'm a fashion guru. He had white jeans on and a white oh, shirt right. or something like that. <laughs> and it looked ridiculous. It just looked absolutely ridiculous. But if he wants to get on Miami just, Vice or something. <laughs> I think so. Crockett and Tubbs. I don't know what was going on there, but it's just, it, it's just become very vicious. The situation with Jordan 
He's not learned. As I said before, he was having a pop at Jordan, whether he deserved it or not. It's like, mate, shut up. You were literally kicked off the show because of your actions. And I was surprised he brought him back. I was very surprised he got that redemption considering he was kicked off for his behaviour, you know, for violent yeah. behaviour of sorts. That's in- interesting they did that. But what a bellend. Yeah, I mean, interesting that they gave him the chance, but did, did they just bring yeah. him back to sort of, you know, give him enough rope to hang himself kind of thing? Because I, I don't think he came off well at all. And I, I feel vindicated in saying, I, I think even early on I said, like, he's a fake nice guy. You know, Chris, he comes across to me like someone who, it didn't matter who the bride was going to be. The yeah. way he was when, you know, on the wedding day and everything, he was instantly infatuated with Jay. And that is, oh, it's great. You know, it's amazing. So beautiful and whatever. And I, I just feel like, you know, what what was the show that he'd been on before? He'd been on something, hadn't he? I can't remember yeah, if it was yeah. um, Celebs Go celebs Dating go or something. Yeah, yeah. I think George had as well, yeah. Yeah, so... It's like, right, okay, so you've done the rounds. This is just the next one. And I just feel like whoever the bride was going to be, you were going to be infatuated. You were going to keep it going for as long as you possibly could, but you're ultimately a fake nice guy. You you know, you're not nice at all. There's this really nasty streak to you. And I just thought, you know, all the things, the, the way he was trying to uh, get Jordan thrown under the bus, you know, and he... he when Jordan and Erica were talking, you, it panned over to him, didn't it? It's like, he's going to get away with this. You know, and he, he's really angry about it. You know, it's, fuck's it, God, do with you. Just leave it. Um, but he ultimately just didn't have any good answers, did he? He just sort of stopped communicating with Jay, and then that was it. So, you know, I, I think it showed him up. And so I think that's probably why they asked him back. Yeah, yeah. That was a good call, that. Good call. So, Dave... We're at that point of the show. Where are they now? Or are they still together now, Dave? So are you ready for this one, Dave? I am indeed. Okay, so Tasha and Paul, are they still together? I think these will still be together. I think they're, like I say, I'll probably give them as long as anyone in the show or in this season. Um, But I I still think it's a finite half-life on that. Well, Dave, you are correct. And Tasha has recently been quoted on Instagram to a poster, Paul, saying she's found her forever person, Dave. So these two are well and truly in love. Paul's been up to Leeds. You know, I don't think they've moved into Manchester just yet. He stayed with her a few times, Dave, but they are very much in love. So one out of one, correct. Uh, number two, Dave, Peggy and Georgia, are they together? Well, I, the only reason I know this is because I saw the whole panto yeah, thing. No, so yeah, again, yeah, they, they're going to have yeah. they've got to do the panto rounds. <laughs> so, so they've got to last at least it. until Christmas. So there we go. So, that, I think that in the business, Chris, is called a gimme. <laughs> yeah, I sort of ruined my old segment there, didn't I, Dave? Anyway, that's 2-0 two, two to Mr. Horrid there. 2-0. Erica and Jordan, Dave, are they still together? Now, this is a, a trickier one, isn't it? So... I think they've got enough to stay together, but I I think the half-life on these is a lot shorter. I think they, they, they won't be together for much longer. Um, it depends how long it is since the show finished. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say yes, they are together. Correct, Dave. I'm glad I'm not giving Oof. prizes out because yeah. I've lost. Uh, that's correct. <laughs> they are still together. So um, here's one for you then, Dave. Adrian and Matt, are they still together? Oh, no, definitely not. 
<laughs> and the reason they're not together, because Matt, how he's pulled this out of the bag, he's definitely got some good management behind him, some agency. Matt is now with Shona, Dave, as revealed in an OK Magazine exclusive this week in the UK. So they've been seeing each other quietly in the back when no one's known what was going on, Dave. So that's a little bit. Now, whether it crossed over to the show, I'm not sure, but they are very much in love, Dave, I believe. Now, far be it from me to say that I'm a bit of a cynical see you next Tuesday, Chris. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, Matt was fucking horrible at that, that last dinner party. And I'd theorized earlier in the season that Shona gravitates to the sort of person that Brad is, right? Matt being a bit of a dick, I wonder if that it was that where she was going, ooh, quite like him. <laughs> you know? I, I just think, yeah. that, but that said, they do seem more compatible in terms of, you know, pro- I can't remember her talking about kids explicitly, but I'm sure she has said that. Um, you know, ultimately, I think that was the, for me, that's the reason Matt and Adrian shouldn't have said yes at the final vows. They, you know, that for me is too insurmountable a thing. Adrian was almost rock solid in her convictions that she didn't want kids. She left the door open to say, well, if it was the right person, but I don't believe that. And it's like, what are you going to do? You know, you're going to spend all this time together. I I just, I, I, I don't sort of buy it, but you know, why wouldn't you pair these together in the first place, Chris? Exactly. Like we said about uh, George and Adrian, you know, you said it, you yeah. spotted that yeah, straight yeah. away. They, they had that where they stayed together, but there was actually a connection, a bit of fun, a bit of nice. So maybe, maybe that'll be something to see. So correct, Dave, you are four out of four. So JJ and Ella, Dave. Yeah. Fucking, you're really? going to win this hands down. And it's fucking, <laughs> this, this segment's fucking shit. Absolute so shit. Definitely I'm glad not. we haven't had a bet on any of these. Right, so yes. This is almost like last year at Old Trafford, Chris. Mm. Oh, fuck. Well, he was actually at Anfield, Davey. So about that one when it was seven. Or <laughs> Well, I can't remember. What was the score at, at Old Trafford, Chris? I mean, it's 4-0 uh, now. Five. Yeah. Is it five? Yeah. No, anyway. So we're at Old yeah, Trafford whatever. at the minute, but we might switch to Anfield depending on, on how many I get right. I reckon we end this fucking <laughs> podcast right now forever. <laughs> right, next one. I'm not even, but what's the point? Arthur and fucking Laura, it's going to be six, right? Six nil, move on. They're not together. Nobody gives a fuck. Jay and Luke still together. What is this, Dave? This is a disaster. Definitely not. Another gimme. Seven nil. Yeah, seven nil. Uh, Ros and Thomas. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, move on. Eight nil. Sean and Mark. Uh, Definitely not. (laughs) I did appreciate Sean <laughs> apologising, by the way, you know, and just saying did, he yeah. needed a lot of work to do on himself and then, you know, apologise to Mark. So I, I it, it, thought yeah. that was good. No, I think that was that was nice from both to hear, to be fair. Um, oh, fuck me. It's already 9-0, I think it is. It's Brad and Shona. <laughs> yeah, so no. Why am I even bothering with this thing? You should have maybe thought this one through, you know, at least if yeah, there were couples at the end, uh, maybe, maybe yeah. it was debatable. Yeah, but we'll let's not. Right. Anyway, it's a clean sweep for you today, Mr. Horrocks. You've got the prize <laughs> for not getting any of them wrong. You're absolute gimmies. This is the worst Where Are They Now segment we've ever done on the podcast, Dave. <laughs> it's been a long one today, though, hasn't it? It's been a lot to discuss. No, it's good, though, as well, isn't it? It's good. Uh, 
So anyway, thank you, Mr. Horrocks. Thank you to everyone who stuck with us through Maths UK. We had a, you know, it's been ridiculous at times. We've called out the nonsense, but I have enjoyed it, I must admit. Um, we're not sure what we're going to do next. We've had a few discussions, haven't we, Dave, what we're actually going to pick or what we're going to do going leading up to Christmas. So it's up in the air at the moment what we're actually going to do. So we will reveal all uh, pretty well. I'm presuming we're going to be recording pretty soon, Dave, aren't we? So let, yeah. let's see. Let's see. Yeah, we'll just have a, a couple of days off and then kind of re regather our thoughts and then see which ne- is the next season. We'll continue, I think, trying to have our little buffet approach, you know, have a, have a look at, you know, the first episode of a different season and, and maybe drop that on, on the Patreon and what have you. But actually fully immersing ourselves into a season where we're not quite sure about that. I know I'm a celebrity starting. I just... Yeah, we need to talk about that one offline. I just don't know if I can bring myself to do that one. Well, considering I've just heard that Nigel Farage, Dave, he's medically exempt from any of the challenges. So that bell end is going to be in there. So let's let's discuss it offline anyway, Dave. So there you go. Anyway, um, so massive thank you to everyone, as always, for supporting us and sticking with us. And the, the Patreons, it's unbelievable. It's just growing by... The week. It's so amazing that we've got so many wonderful supporters, past and present, on there, that platform. We really appreciate it, guys. If you do want to support us, please get over to patreon.com forward slash CD Realitycast. So if you want to email us, CD Realitycast at gmail.com. And if you want to follow us on social media at CD Realitycast, then please get over to Facebook, Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. And if any of our patrons are uh, listening or they're not on Discord, if you do want to get on Discord, please reach out to myself and Dave and we'll send you the link through the uh, Patreon messaging as well. Because I think it expires. You put it on there for like a couple of days and then you have to keep resending the link. It's not like a permanent link. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the Roll Call of Honor and the last one of the Married at First Sight UK series is Kenga Starson, Lucky Lou Green, Lauren Hennessy, Susan, Dee Dee, Katie, Libby, Joanna, Noreen, Chloe, Helen, Keith, Gillian, Zoe, Maggie, Kate, Megan, Cassie, Fiona, Emma, Nicola, Helen, Larissa, Amanda, Kim, Caroline, Danielle, Nick, Andrea, Sims, and our newest patient, and welcome to Catcher Day. So thank you so much for supporting the podcast and coming on board. We really appreciate you guys. Honestly, amazing, amazing. No, that is awesome. And it is awesome to close out this season, Chris. And again, have those couple of days off where we don't have to watch any reality TV, of course. After those two days, we'll be chomping at the bit again. But thank you very much, sir, for uh, working with me on this one. Thanks to everyone out there for listening to us. Thanks to all our supporters. And we'll speak to you next time. Bye. Bye.